Awesome. Man, I love that message there at the start of a new year. I love that, uh, Lindsay, we were just talking a little bit this morning before church that God brought her here uh, a year ago and to see how God has used serving in her life. Uh, that's, a, that's, a radical, that's a radical thing. And, and it might not seem that radical. It might not seem like that's that big of a deal. Hey, it's serving. Listen, like she said, if you are available to God, man, God can take the smallest piece and use it to transform your life in big ways. You know, we think, we think you know, uh, God using us, God doing things in our lives, uh, it, it requires more than we can give. No, 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 no. Like Lindsay said, man, if you're available to God, God can take the smallest part and use it to change you forever. And so, man, if you're available this morning, if, you, if that's your heart, God, I'm available. Use me however you want to use me. Uh, you know, it's really easy to make that a practical thing in your life. Take the connection card and, and on the back, I want to serve. Somebody's going to get in touch with you this week. We can uh, make that happen. And, man, just watch what God does in your life if you are simply available. Okay? Man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for what we're starting here today. And I love what Lindsay just shared. I mean, that just really uh, kind of sets up perfectly what we're going to start uh, today. Today, we are beginning a new series called Launch. And I love that we're starting this on the first Sunday of 2018. And let me tell you why I'm really excited about 2018. Why I believe that 2018 is going to be a game changing year for our church. I believe that 2018 is going to be a game changing year for our church for two very easy to understand practical reasons. One, an absolute game changer for our church, we are going to be in our building this year. This time next year, we are not in the forum, all right? Uh, We're not going to be portable. We're not going to have to set up and tear down. We're going to have a church home. We can have church when we want, the way that we want, and that's just a radical thing. I get questions all the time, Mark, uh, why don't we do this, and what about this? And you know, a lot. the answer that I give to a lot of people, and just in case you've never thought about this before, sometimes people... I didn't know that. This is not our building. And so we have to work around people's schedules uh, to do that, um, to to have church and to do what we uh, do. The story that I share all the time just to kind of drive that home, that we have to work around the the schedule of the forum, is uh, is a story. Last year, uh, last year during Christmas time, not 2018, well, not 2017, 2016, the forum around Christmas, there was a lot of graduations, a lot of things were happening. And our big Christmas service, the only night that we could get it, was on the same night that Kentucky played U of L. Some of you came up and gave me UK schedules for the entire year just so that I would know uh, to never do that again. And, uh, and so, uh, so as funny as that is, and as, uh, it, it, listen, that was, we just, and I told people that night, and I tell people, listen, we have to work around the schedule. That's just going to be a game-changing thing to not have to ask is there something going on so that we can have church? That's a big deal for us. And listen, um, man, it is just a grace of God that the city would say you can have it every Sunday for this time. Um, and, and I want our church uh, to at least show appreciation to city leaders and people who serve our city to show appreciation and just to say thank you for letting us use this every single week. Amen? Um, it's a big deal, man. It's a really big deal. Every week up in the every week up there, uh, there's city there's city workers that have to be here. They're here every uh, week. Um, at least one Denise, uh, I think she's up there. She's in kids. She's joined our church. She serves in kids now, and so God's used that. And we've built some great relationships. It's been an awesome thing. It's going to be a game changing thing to not be here, but to have our own building. Another game changing thing is this, and this is something that you are going to hear me talk about this series and all year long. 
If there's one thing I wanna challenge our church to this year, challenge our church to be, challenge our church to do, it is not, it's not something that sounds revolutionary on the surface, but it is absolutely revolutionary. This is something that you are gonna hear us talk about all year long. I am challenging our church in 2018 to be disciples in 2018. Now, you might hear that and think, well, number one, what's a disciple? If that's what you're asking, you picked a great day to come because we're starting a series where we're gonna talk about it, so you should come every week of this series. But two, a disciple is somebody that follows Jesus. And here's why that is a big idea. It is so easy to come and listen to the band sing songs and listen to a guy sing a sermon, and God is speaking to other people, and God is using other people, but it's really easy, it's almost too easy, in fact, to come in to consume church services and leave, and then that's all our Christianity consists of. Listen, Jesus did not, listen, this right here, what we're doing right now, God has more for you than this, right? Now listen, I'm gonna say a little bit, I'm gonna say this next week, so I'll give you a little teaser. God has, listen, God does not have less for you than this. What we're doing right now is absolutely a massive part of you and I following Jesus, having a relationship with him. God does not have less than this. This matters, but can I say God has more for you than an hour on Sunday? And man, I'm telling you that a church filled with disciples, not perfect people, but people who are following Jesus, that's a church that can change the world. If Jesus took 12 men and they changed the world, and they did, I submit to you that however many people are here right now and however many people call our church home, if we would own our faith. So so coming in, I'm gonna challenge you this year, not, hey, God, don't speak, God, don't speak to other people and miss me. Don't let God move in other people's lives and you just kind of sit there and watch it happen. No, this is the year where I'm gonna challenge you to own your faith, to be a disciple, to follow Jesus. And I am telling you, a church like that can change the world, absolutely. That's how Christianity changed the world. That's how this church will change this city and the world, if we are all disciples. So we're gonna talk about that idea in this series. We're gonna talk about that idea all year long. I'm gonna challenge you with it, but especially in this series as we start launch. And let me ask this question. You answer uh, this by raising your hand. How many of you have some kind of goal or resolution that you want to accomplish in 2018? Raise your hand. Raise your hand right now. Something, just anything, I'm not gonna ask you what it is. All right, that's, that's awesome. That's all. Awesome. Most people in here have some kind of goal, have some kind of resolution. I was reading this week, did you know that just over 130 million Americans set a New Year's resolution every year? Do you know that? Over 130 million of Americans set some kind of New Year's resolution or goal that they want to accomplish by the end of 2018. Now, by the end of January, four weeks later, 40% of those people, they've quit. I don't know how you manage, I don't know how you, I don't know how they study those kind of things, but I read this on the internet, and we all know everything on the internet's true, at least that's what I think. And so 40% of people who set a New Year's resolution or some kind of go, 40% of them, four weeks later, they quit, they're done. The, the success rate for a New Year's resolution, 9% of people succeed at the goal that they have accomplishing at the beginning of the year. Only 9% of people. And here's the thing that all resolutions have in common, okay? Here's the thing that all resolutions, all goals have in common. They all have in common some kind of vision. It's a vision of, of who we want to be at the end of the year or who we want to be six months from now. And so this is who I want to be at the end of the year. Or this is what I want to happen in my business. Or this is what I want to happen at school or the school I want to get, to get into. Or this is what I want for my family. We all have some kind of vision of who we want to be by the end of the year. But I want to ask you a question this morning. Have you ever considered, have you given any thought 
to the vision that God has for you in 2018. I mean, yeah, you've got a vision for you, but have you thought about the vision that God has for you this year? Yeah, you've got a vision for who you want to be by the end of the year, but have you ever thought about who God wants to make you into by the end of this year? We've all got goals, but have you thought about the goals that God has for you in 2018? And so here's what we're doing in this series launch. What we're going to do over the next four Sundays is we're going to discover the vision that Jesus has for us, and we're going to say yes to that vision. We're going to see that vision, and we're not going to let it pass us by. We're not going to let it impact other people while we miss the boat. We're going to see the vision that Jesus has for us, and we're going to say yes to it, and we are going to launch right into it. Every single one of us. I'm going to challenge you to do it. But before we launch into it, we've got to see the vision that Jesus has for us. And so I want you to go ahead and take your Bible, open it up. Uh, if you've got one, turn it on your phone. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 is where we're uh, going to be this morning, and we're going to be in verses 28 through 30 uh, this morning. This is what Jesus wants for us in 2018, what we're about to read, all right? What's God want to do in my life in 2018? What's Jesus want for me? Answer's right here. What Jesus wants for us in 2018 in these three verses. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Jesus says this, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think those are radical verses to kick off a new year because when we kick off a new year, man, we are ready to do something. We are ready to go. We are ready to charge the hill. We are ready to make things happen at the beginning of the year. And, 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 and I guarantee, and these are great goals, what I'm about to talk about, okay? I'm not knocking these at all, all right? But I guarantee there are people in here, and what you want to do in 2018, there's somebody in here, you want to read the Bible more. Or maybe there's somebody here, you want to pray more. You, want, you would love to try to clock in more hours in prayer, more minutes in prayer in 2018. You did 2017. You want to serve more this year than you ever have before. Again, I'm pro all of those things. Man, I'm a preacher. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm excited about those goals. But here's the deal. If your goal for 2018 is just to read the Bible more, well, then what are you going to do on the day when life happens, something comes up, and you don't read the Bible? Or what are you going to do when, hey, I want to pray more and better. I want to have a powerful prayer life. I want to have a prayer life in 2018 like I've never had before. I want to pray in 2018 in ways that I've never done it before. Well, what do you do when you start praying and in 2018 your prayers aren't as powerful or as exciting as they were, as they were hoping you'd be? What are you going to do? Well, it happens a lot of times is people feel like a failure. People give up. People throw in the towel. Yeah, they keep coming to church, but they figure that, you know what, these massive mountaintop experiences with God, they're for other people. I can barely even get here on time. Listen, just forget this, and I'll just go to church. But what are you going to do when life happens, and I want to read the Bible more, and then all of a sudden you don't, you're not reading the Bible the way, that you, the way that you hoped. Prayer life isn't looking the way that you thought it would. Even your serving isn't going the way that you thought it would. What do you do then? We feel like a failure with God, a failure as a person, a failure for our church. See, listen to me, listen to me. I need you to understand this. 
If we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can make following Jesus all about obligation and duty rather than a real relationship with the true and living God. Right? We can make a relation, we, if we're not careful, we can make following Jesus all about obligation and duty. Read the Bible, check, pray, check, serve, check, give, check, go to church, check. And I do all of those things. It's obligation and duty, but if we're not careful, we can make it all about that and not about a real growing relationship with the one true living God. Mark, how can I know if that's happening to me? Mark, how can I know if I'm close to that? Let me just give you a really practical, easy to understand way you can know if you're close to that. May you ever know somebody that, I mean, they're at church every single Sunday, and it seems like they read their Bible every single day, and they know all the songs that the church sings. I mean, they, it, they're at church every single time the door opens. They're always talking about on Facebook and Instagram about things that they're reading in the Bible. And you ever know somebody, they do that, but they're just mean. Don't look at them because they'll tick them off. Right? You know people like that, right? Go to church every time the doors are open. They know every single song, but man, you don't want to be around them. Just mean, rude, judgmental, right? And, and when you're around them, it's like walking on eggshells because you got to try to say the right thing and act a certain way because the last thing you want to do is tick them off because they'll get on Facebook, right? Hello? Don't, again, do not look at them. Keep looking at me. We'll be fine, right? I'm doing the duty, but it's not changing my character. It's not changing me on the inside. I want to submit to you something's wrong. I want to submit to you that if the word of God is living and active, if we are worshiping the one true living God and I come in and out of here 52 times a year and it has no effect on who I am on the inside, something is wrong, right? Or you might be here today, you're not even a Christian. And and listen, I don't know what you think it means to be a Christian. I don't know what kind of idea you have about what it means to be a follower of Christian, maybe a follower of Jesus rather. Maybe what you think it means to be a Christian is you think all it means to be a Christian is get saved, be good, wait to go to heaven. That's what a lot of people think. I talk to people all the time and that's exactly what they think it means to be a Christian. You give your life to Jesus and then you go to church and you be good, don't cuss too much. Hello? Right? And then you go to heaven. Listen, that is not what Christianity is about. Christianity is not about checking off the to-do list. Listen to me. Christianity is about finding rest for your soul. Christianity is your soul going home for the first time meeting Jesus. That's what Christianity is. So I want us to see as we're catching this vision for what Jesus wants us to see and do and be in 2018, there's two things we've got to see from these verses. The first thing we've got to see, if you're taking notes, you can on our app or you can write them down. First thing we need to see this morning is we need to see the invitation that Jesus gives us. We need to see the invitation that's in these verses. Look at what Jesus says. He says this, come to me, come to me, all who labor and and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. So the invitation from Jesus for all of us in 2018 is to come to him and he will give us rest. And notice who this is for. Notice who it's for. All of you who labor and are heavy laden. 
Uh, This is for everyone in here who's stressed, everyone in here who's burdened, everyone in here who's carrying something. You're still carrying the baggage of 2017. Everyone in here who has some level of anxiety. Everyone in here who feels like their stomach is all up in knots over a situation last year or a situation coming up this year. Everyone in here that's trying to act more impressive than you really are. This is for every person who is carrying anything. Do we have all of us yet? I think Jesus has all of us here, right? And the invitation is to come to him for rest, for hope, for peace, for more of his presence. Man, I just want to ask you, are you weary this morning? Are you tired? Is anybody in here burdened? The rest that Jesus is talking about here is not a nap. Jesus is not saying, go home and take a nap. Jesus is talking about a soul-level rest, that whatever you're carrying, I love what John Bloom says. John Bloom says this about what Jesus is saying here. He says, Jesus offers himself as the universal solution to all that burdens us. Man, are you, are you weary this morning? Are you burdened? Some of us are weary and burdened because we're, we're so tired of running around trying to get everyone to like us. We're, we're so worried about do we fit in? Do people like us? Do people approve of us? And our soul is weary and tired this morning. A lot of us are weary and burdened because we're not living up to the expectations that we're trying to meet. Maybe expectation of our boss, expectation of our spouse, our own expectation. Or we don't feel like we're meeting God's expectation. And our soul is weary and burdened today. Or others of us, we're weary and burdened because we're chasing something. We're going so hard after some kind of achievement, status, or thing because we're convinced that if we can get that, then we will arrive. Then we will have accomplished something. Then we will matter. Then I'll be happy, right? But here's the problem. There is somebody else, and they might even be in the row that you're sitting in this morning. There is somebody else who has the very thing that you are chasing, and you're convinced you will be happy, and you will find peace when you get it. There is somebody out there right now who has the very thing you're chasing after, and they don't have peace, and they are chasing after something else, right? Some of us are weary and burdened this morning because we're followers of Jesus, but there's still this nagging sense that God is mad, that God is upset, and so we're checking the boxes. We're trying to do the right things in hopes that maybe God will love us because surely grace can't be as amazing as we sing about and talk about in church. Man, there's some of us, we're weary and tired because the promises of God are ideas on a page and not realities that we live in, and the invitation from Jesus for me and for you today is come to me for rest. Rest so that you don't have to work for the approval of other people when you have the approval of your heavenly Father, amen, right? If God is for you, no one can be against you. That is not an idea. That's not a cute saying. You don't strap it on a coffee mug or put it on a sweatshirt and think it's cute. No, you live in that reality, man. If God is for me, I don't care how many followers I have online. If God is for me, it doesn't matter what the, what the public thinks about me. If God is for me, who can be against me? The rest that Jesus is talking about here is a rest when you look at the bills, the ends aren't being met. 
And you got more bills coming in, more than money that's coming in, and you don't know what you're going to do, and you shouldn't have peace. And Jesus is saying it is possible to have a supernatural peace in the middle of a circumstance when you don't know how it's going to work out. Just trust that you're in the middle of that situation. You are not alone, right? Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. See, it's just as important that we understand what he's not saying as it is that we understand what he is saying. Jesus is not saying, listen to me, this is a big deal. Jesus is not saying, come to me and in 30 minutes or less, all your problems go away. Come to me and I'll make everything easy and you get a pony and a pack of Skittles. No, now now listen, now listen. Some people, that's the Christianity that they're preaching. Hello? Hello? It's called the prosperity gospel. You come to Jesus, Jesus wants a couple things for you. All he does, all he wants for you, he wants you to be rich and happy and you never get sick and your life is really well. The only problem with that is Job. I want to, listen, listen, listen. I can't figure out why I never see the guys that talk about how Jesus only wants you to be happy and healthy and wealthy all the time. I can't figure out why I've never heard a sermon from these jokers from Job. Right? And the other problem with that is the guy who started this whole thing, Jesus, was tortured to death. Right? But Jesus wants us happy, healthy, and wealthy. No, bro, it don't work that way. Jesus is not saying, come to me in 30 minutes or less, all your problems go away. Jesus is also not saying this. Come to me because I'll take all your burdens away. And what happens is this, and if we're not careful, we can do this. Some of us are seeking the relief from our burdens, and we're not seeking Jesus. Jesus is not a vending machine, right? So I'm putting in the quarter, right? I'm putting in church. I'm putting in prayer. I'm putting in some Bible reading. And sometimes I even go so far as to post a picture of it on Facebook, right? I'm putting it in so that I can get out of that. Jesus, you solving all of my problems. No, 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 no. Listen, we are seeking Jesus. And if he relieves the burden, praise God. But if we get him, praise God because he is enough. Amen? Jesus says, come to me. And listen, when you come to Jesus, you get Jesus. You say, that doesn't sound like much. That is what your soul is longing for. Then he's talking about rest for your soul, and you're thinking, man, my soul doesn't seem relevant to my life. I never think about my soul. All you do is think about your soul. It's why you want to be so happy. It's the reason that you pursue things. It's the reason that we get up. It's the reason that we live, eat, breathe, is we are trying to satisfy this hunger inside of us. But C.S. Lewis says we were made for that hunger inside of us. Nothing in this world can satisfy us. Nothing in this world can satisfy this hunger because we were not made for this world. We were made for God. So Jesus says, come to me. That's the invitation. The invitation is come to Jesus. See, that burden, that weight, that thing that you're carrying, so many times our burdens, they're an opportunity and an invitation for you and I to come to Jesus. And so the invitation today and all this year, every single day, is come to me. I love how ready and available Jesus is. If you need me at school, come to me. You need me at work, come to me. You need me when you're washing dishes, come to me. Come to me and I will give you rest. But see, with every invitation, there's a response. With every invitation, there's a response. And I love what Jesus does here. So the two things we need to see this morning, the invitation, the invitation, invitation, simply come to me and I'll give you rest. The response is what are you gonna do? Are you gonna come to him? Or are you gonna keep living your life as if you can carry all of those things and we know that you can't? 
Jesus starts talking about this weird thing there in, the, in verse 29 and 30. He starts using this word yoke, right? Yoke. He says, he says look at there, verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You'll find rest for your soul. Here it is. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Yoke. That's weird. What is that? So when Jesus said those words, his audience, they would have instantly got the image that Jesus is trying to picture, trying to paint rather. And it's the image of two animals that are joined together by a piece of wood and those animals are gonna plow a field. I actually found a picture of it here online. I don't know if you can really see that. That's something to what what Jesus was describing there. This yoke, it was a piece of wood, brings these two animals together. They're gonna plow a field. The image is this, it's work. They're gonna work hard. A couple chapters later in the book of Matthew, Jesus will start start to talk about something called the yoke of the Pharisees. Pharisees were religious leaders who told people that you need to save yourself by your own self-righteousness, that you need to prove yourself to God, that you need to really try by your own obedience and your own performance, work your way to heaven. And Jesus has come to free us from that yoke. See, the yoke of religion, the yoke of religion kills people. In fact, some of us, it's killing us right now. It's killing students, it's killing adults, it's killing people of all ages. This yoke of trying to fit in, of trying to perform, of trying to look impressive, and we're trying to buy people off, we're trying to buy God off, and Jesus says, I've come to remove the yoke of religion, and my yoke is easy, and here's what you need to know about the yoke that Jesus puts on us. The yoke of Jesus is a yoke of faith. Jesus says, listen, I want you to come to me and I just want you to trust me. I want you to trust me when on paper it doesn't make sense that you'll trust. I want you to walk with me when it doesn't make sense for you to walk with me. When the easiest thing would be for you to walk away from me, I want you to walk with me and trust me and put your faith in me. Listen to me. Nobody is going to get to the end of 2018 and say, you know what? I went to Jesus and I didn't get anything. You know what? I cried out for Jesus and nothing happened. You know what? I sought Jesus. I went to church. I was seeking God and God didn't show up. Listen to me. Jesus says, if you come to me, you will find me. Nobody gets to the end of 2018 having sought Jesus without getting all of who he is. And so the invitation is Jesus saying, Summit, I want you to come to me this year. I want you to follow me this year. I want you to experience more of my peace in your life, more of my presence in your life. But the response, that's on you. The invitation is there, come to me. But the response is on your end. The response is up to you. What are you gonna do? So we've called this series Launch, and what needs to be launched is us. It's me, it's you, it's our faith that we say this year, Jesus, I wanna follow you. So, the, so, the, so are we gonna respond to the invitation of coming to Jesus? Over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna talk about what it looks like to come to Jesus. Next week, we're gonna talk about something real practical, very specific that I'm really excited to share with our church. You need to be here next week, but all the vision that Jesus has for us in 2018. Man, we can talk about changing the world all we want, And we can talk about everything we're going to do, all we want. But Jesus is calling us first and foremost, I want you to come to me. See, a lot of us have been on the launching pad for a long time. 
And every once in a while, it looks like there's going to be some liftoff, but then something happens and we just go right back down, right? You know what I mean? Right? Something might get in the way, something happens, or we say, I don't have enough time. Or we get in environments like this where we get really excited, real fired up. This is the year, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pursue Jesus. I'm going to get serious about living for God. And then something happens, and boom, just right back down. Listen, Jesus wants a relationship with you. It's like, it's like being married. Imagine if you will. Imagine if you will. You're, uh, imagine if you, you will. A massive wedding. Everybody comes to the wedding. It's a big deal. Everybody, the entire town's there. The church looks beautiful. The bride, the groom, they're all dressed to the nines. Everybody's excited. They get married. They exchange vows. They kiss. There's a massive celebration. And then everybody lines up outside of the church because they're going to walk out of the church. And we all throw rice or blow bubbles. I don't even know what people do anymore. And they run out of the church, and it's this awesome moment, and they're hand in hand, and then they get in two separate cars and go wherever they want. And then after that, it's a lifetime of only communicating about two or three times a year. And you see them at Walmart, hey man, how's the marriage going? And they look at you and they say, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's not amazing. Why? Because there's no relationship. There's no communication. They see each other every once in a while, but there's no relationship. Listen, God has more for you than this, than this one hour. Man, all, everything we talk about as a church, serving, giving, and Bible reading, and all of those things, they're not obligations and duties that we check off. They are ways that you and I can come to Jesus. The invitation is open. The question is, what are you going to do? Are you gonna let this year go by? Some of us, man, we've said all, all 2017, I'm gonna do it later. I'm gonna get serious about God later. I'm gonna pursue him later. When's later? What if it was today? I wanna challenge our church to come to Jesus, to begin to build a relationship with him, to begin to experience his peace. I love that Jesus says, learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart. I can't think of a better goal for 2018 than learning from Jesus. But it can't happen if you don't come to him. We'll close with this. You know, Jesus started this off. And he said, anybody that's carrying anything, anybody that's carrying any burden, any, any weight at all, if there's anything on you today, Jesus says, come to me. I wanna ask you to do something with the lights absolutely on. Don't turn them down. If you are here today and you are carrying some kind of burden, I don't care what it is. Don't, you don't have to tell a soul. There's just something that you're worried about, concerned about, anxious about. Something is on you. You are carrying some kind of burden. I want you to raise your hand right now. My hand's up. Raise it 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 up. Okay? Look at there. I only see about one or two people not having their hands up. Your life is awesome. Praise the Lord for that. All right? It's awesome. It's great. Do you see that? Every hand. Do you see every hand in the room went up? And Jesus says to every hand that just went up, come to me. Come to me. Come to me. And, and maybe, praise God, that burden will lift. Maybe, praise God, that situation will change. But if you come to Jesus, here's what I can guarantee. If you come to Jesus, you will get Jesus. And will he change that situation? I don't know. But I know what he will change. He will change you and me in the middle of that situation because he's with us. Would you pray with me? Jesus, every hand in this, in this place just went up. Every hand in this place just went up 
to say they're carrying something. God, there's something weighing on us. God, there's some kind of concern. It's something at work. It's something at home. It's something with our family. And God, it is so easy, it's so easy to start 2018 with these big, impressive goals. This is the year I'm going to get totally in shape, and we're going to lose all this weight. We're going to get out of debt. We're going to do all of these amazing, unbelievable, world-changing things. And Jesus, you are simply saying, why don't you come to me? What if this was the year that you learned how to walk with me? Even in the middle of that burden, even in the middle of that thing that you're carrying, even in the middle of that situation, you have no idea how it's going to work out. And you've tried to work it out, man. You spent all 2017 running and running and running, trying to figure a way out, and you've got nothing. And Jesus, you are inviting us to walk with you in the middle of those burdens to experience your peace and your presence and your rest in the middle of those burdens. You are inviting us in 2018 to come to you and to learn from you and to to trust you, to take the yoke of faith and say, Jesus, I will trust you no matter what. And with every head bowed, with every eye closed, there's people in this room and everybody in this room virtually raised their hand. But I want to say, If you are here today and you're saying, Mark, at the start of this new year, Mark, I am carrying a burden today and I am asking God to move in my life because, Mark, I feel like I'm on the last leg. I feel like I'm barely hanging on and I need Jesus to move in my life today. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now? Just raise your hand right now. There's hands going up. There's a hand right there. There's another hand right there. Another hand right there. There's a hand right there. Another hand. There's another hand right there. God, I pray, I pray, Jesus, this is, this is real life. This is real life. And Jesus, you spoke right into it. You said, you said to come to you no matter how hard it is, no matter what the mess is. And Jesus, we would find rest. We are banking on that. God, I pray for every person that just raised their hand, that Jesus, you would not let them go, that Jesus, they would experience your peace, that they would experience your presence. And they'd find more of you. They would find you walking with them in the middle of that situation. There's some of you here today. There are some of you here today. And the reason that God brought you here on the very first Sunday of 2018 is because today, Jesus Christ wants to save you and to start a relationship with you. And you can come to Jesus just as you are. You do not, you do not have to clean yourself off first, get your act together. Jesus says, come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come to me no matter where you are, no matter what your burden is, come to me and I'll give you rest. Today, if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want to be saved and start a relationship with him, Jesus is ready and willing to save you, but you have got to make that move and come to him. If you're here today and you say, Mark, today I want to be saved for the very first time. I need Jesus in my life. And today I want to be saved. Raise your hand right now if that's you. Mark, I want to be saved today. Raise your hand right now if that's you. Praise God. There's a hand right there. Anyone else? Mark, I need to be saved. I want to be saved today. Raise your hand right now. Right now, raise your hand. There's another hand. God bless you. Anyone else? If you just raise your hand to give your life to Jesus, go ahead and put your hands down. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer, and today, if you wanna be saved, I just invite you to pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me today. 
I give my life to you for the very first time. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Help me to follow you starting today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And no one is looking around, no eyes are open or anything like that. I just want to give you a moment right here at the end of this service to voice your prayer to God. Just to voice your prayer to God and lift up that burden to Him. Lift up that thing that you raised your hand about earlier. I just want to give you a moment right here, right here in this service to start coming to Jesus. Coming to Jesus is as simple as crying out to Him. Jesus, help. Jesus, save me. Jesus, fix this situation. Jesus, help me to continue to trust you. Jesus, help me to continue to walk with you. Jesus, restore my joy. Jesus, restore my faith. Jesus, don't let the enemy, the devil, have a victory over my life. God, I pray that you would protect me, protect my family. Coming to Jesus is as simple as crying out to him. You, it might not sound very articulate. You might not know, know, even know how, how to put it into words, but the Holy Spirit who is in you, if you're a child of God, is taking those prayers, taking those desires, and he is conforming them to God's will. So you just cry out to God right now. God, we need you today. We need you today. Jesus, use us in 2018 in ways that we've never experienced. God, God, do things in us in 2018 through us. God, we've never experienced before. Things we've just read about. God, we believe that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We believe the Holy Spirit is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the, the same God, Holy Spirit, everything you did in your word, you're doing that today. God, I pray for our community. I pray, Jesus, that you would send revival to our community. We're in a 21-day fast, and we're praying for the presence and power of God in our families' lives and church, and we're praying for revival in eastern Kentucky. God, change our community, and God, let us be a part of it. Let us see a piece of that. But God, I pray that you would do a great work in us. Not just simply a great work through us, but in us, and that in us. That inward work is coming to Jesus, coming to you, and learning from you and experiencing rest. So Jesus, today, first Sunday of the year, we just commit to do that. We commit to do that. Jesus, we want to say yes to the plan and the vision that you have for us in 2018, no matter what that looks like. In fact, if you're here today and that is your prayer with every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's your prayer, that Jesus, I want to say yes to you and follow you in 2018 no matter what. Would you raise your hand right now so I can pray for you? Raise your hand right now. I want to say yes and follow Jesus no matter what in 2018. Hands are going up all over. Praise God. There's tons of hands right there all over this place, all over this place. Our hands going up. Praise God. For that, Father, we surrender to you at the start of this year and Jesus say yes to everything you have for us. We love you. It's in your strong and powerful name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Church, let's praise God for today. Let's thank God for his faithfulness. Here's what I believe. I believe that God, I believe that God in 2018 will be faithful because we saw the faithfulness of God in 2017. Anybody agree with that? Right? And, 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 and maybe we walk through some extremely difficult seasons. 2017, things we, we look at, so that's not good. Listen, you can walk, listen to me, you can walk through something that's not good and God is still good, right? You can walk through something that's not good and in the middle of it, God is still good. So man, I believe God's gonna be faithful this year because he's been faithful all the previous years. 
All right? Hey, right now, would you go ahead and grab your connection card? Let's take a moment and fill those out. Our ushers are going to go ahead and get in place. I want to say something. We, several people raised their hand just now to indicate that they gave their life to Christ. Any decision that you make this morning, please let us know what that is on the back of your connection card. You can turn the lights on up there in the booth if you want to. Go ahead and turn those lights on. And go ahead and check that box on the back of the card. Everybody's filling out their cards right now. But if you gave your life to Christ, check that box. You want to be baptized, check it. Let us know what God did in your life today. And as our ushers are, are, are in place, we're going to receive our offering. And man, when we receive our offering here, what we're about to do, this is an awesome opportunity for you and I to say yes to God. God, I want to follow you and trust you in 2018. A great place to do that is in the area of our finances and what God has given us. So this is an opportunity every week. Don't just kind of look at this, oh, this is where we're wrapping it up and we got to go. This is an opportunity for us to grow in our faith as we give. All right? I'm going to pray and as we're receiving our offering, you can drop your connection cards in the basket. And I want to mention a couple things to you. We'll dismiss you, okay? Let's pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus. I love the simple invitation, Jesus, that you give us at the start of a year. Just come to you. Just come to you. Come to you today and every day, every moment this year. We come to you right now, God. We ask that you take this offering and use it. God, I pray for our church in Whitesburg. I pray for some at Whitesburg. God, that you'd bless them. God, they'd see a year of your faithfulness. God, I pray for missionaries all over the world, church planners all over the world that this offering uh, is gonna go to. God, that you would move in their ministries. God, I pray for, for Summit Kids and our students and everything. God, in this church and in this community that this offering goes to, God, use it, multiply it, and be glorified in and through it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can go ahead and drop those connection cards in those baskets as well as you give. Thank you for giving, whether you give here, whether you give online or through our app. Thank you guys so much for giving. I want to mention a couple things to you before we dismiss you, okay? A couple things that you need to know about that are really important. Number one, students is tonight. Now, students is uh, under a new time. They've moved the time of high school uh, to try to, try to make that night a little tighter. And so what that night looks like is 5.30 middle school, 6.30 high school. They just moved it back about 30 minutes. So 5.30 middle school is uh, students then 6.30, high school, and all of that is at our student building. Another thing that we want you to be aware of, when you go in the lobby, you'll actually see, uh, see some Christmas presents in the lobby to your left. And the reason for that is because uh, Operation Christmas Child is something that we've normally done uh, every single, uh, every year around Christmas time. Operation Christmas Child is uh, our shoe boxes that are put together and they go to children all over the world. It's a great ministry. We're actually receiving those items uh, one a month all year long. And so uh, you can get information about it out there at the table. We send an email out about it. Um, but this, year, this month, I believe it's soap and some hand towels, and you can get all that out there. A great way to stay in contact with us is through our app. We invite you to download that for free. You can get everything you need to about our church there, and I'd love to meet you. If you're brand new, uh, love to meet you really quick at our welcome table. We've got a free gift for everybody that's new here this morning. Hey, everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Look at somebody say, see you next week. Guys, you are dismissed. Love you. See you later.
And every chain will break His broken hearts declare His praise Who can stop the Lord Almighty? The sin of the world, his blood breaks the chains, and every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Hello. 